Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. We're back. Final hour of OutKick 360 across the OutKick network. I'm Chad Withrow, Paul Kuharski alongside Jonathan Hutton will be back with us on Monday. Well-deserved week off. Before John McIntyre is here as well. So Adam Schefter had a profile written about him in the Washington Post. Uh, Paul, I know you read all of it. I, I read it as well. Uh, there are some big takeaways from, from it, and Adam Schefter is the preeminent news guy in the NFL. Newsbreaker, newsmaker, you name it. He gets it done with ESPN. Um, something that jumped out to me was the fact that he spent $16,000 on chocolates one year for his sources for a Christmas list. He has a Christmas list of over, I think the number is 150 people, and he's bought scotch. He's bought a number of different items for them over the years, but $16,000 in chocolate one year. I, um, I'm surprised that list is only 150. Uh, it's the first thing that, that comes to mind. Um, $16,000 sounds like a lot of money. He's making $9 million. It's not a lot of money. Yeah, and he said, um, well, he's just now making $9 million, but he was making a lot before. But he, he said, you know, it's a tax write-off. It's a, <laughs> I write them off for gifts. I write the taxes off of, of that $16,000. I, I mean, what is, some, what did some you people think, think the, it's unbecoming. What did you think of the, the piece? Because I read, I, I, I kind of know where you're going to go with his level of work ethic and how he doesn't ever put it away. And he jokes that my wife says that I'm stressful to eat with because I eat so fast because I'm trying to get back to work or back to a text or breaking a story. Um, I, I, I'm impressed with his work ethic. He went to his There's kid's no graduation, college graduation, when he was technically off and couldn't break away from it. I Look, I, I mean, I can't say I don't respect the work ethic, but – I. You know, nobody, the saying goes, nobody's on their deathbed saying, I wish I worked more. And, um, uh, you know, so I, I don't respect it from that level. Uh, you know, there's a story in there that ESPN called Chris Mortensen and asked him to do a TV hit on Christmas, and he said no. And they went to Schefter, and he did it. So, I mean, you can marvel at that and say, wow, that's some impressive dedication or what a work ethic. Or you could say, well, there's a guy that, isn't around for his family on Christmas because he's going to always say yes. And he's always on his phone. So I I'm trying at this stage of my life to be more understanding and allow for people to make their own decisions. But I'm glad that I didn't become that guy to that degree. And I'm still too much of that guy in terms of saying no sometimes to my kid when he wants to do something or preferring to stay in and read stuff that'll somehow apply to the show or my work life instead of doing something that applies to my home life, which should take priority more often than it does. I don't like people who are 
incredibly disciplined at stuff. I want that week a year where I'm in the ocean and I don't care what's happening on my phone. I'm not saying that I'm great at it, but I'm better at it than a guy like that, and I don't want to be that. Well, he's look, he's the, he's the best around. He's making $9 million a year. There's a lot of things that that's, that's great, a lot of things to like about that. My question would be, do, do you have to be that to be that? I don't think you Is do. that the work ethic you have to have in order to, to do that? I, I don't think so either. You know, even in the, the piece, the argument was, why are you paying Adam Schefter $9 million when they were talking about ESPN saying, you're ESPN, you create stars of your making. Can't you just pick some other young reporter to be the NFL guy and then he gets all the Twitter followers and then people go to him? Now, there is a value clearly in the relationships built by Adam Schefter where he's talking about knowing the name of the wife and kids of all the sources he talks to and, and everything else. I mean, he's clearly done good work. I I would just ask the question, does it absolutely take that level of commitment to make it? Well, Which is interesting to me. I have a couple things on that. First off, like, I've heard Rappaport say, you know, he's missed tweeting something because he took a shower. You know, a lot of this, there are different degrees of news here. You know, if you're tweeting that Deshaun Watson is being accused of, of uh, inappropriate sexual advances by 22 masseuses, that's big news. If you're tweeting that um, the, the Titans are bringing in Matt Barkley as a third quarterback, that's not big news. What if you missed that? My God, what if you missed that Matt Barkley was being signed by the Titans as their third quarterback in transactional news that the team is about to announce in two minutes? My God, would your world come apart if you didn't have every single one of those? I, I, that's not that big. In, in, in the NFL reporting world, people like me and people who have bigger responsibilities than I do for news, draw a line on certain stuff and don't give a damn about stuff after a certain level of importance. And he does on, on every one of those. I don't need every little transaction in, in my life as a fan of a team or as a reporter about a team. Um, I, I, I don't care. And listen, if he's got 150 key sources and you're one of them, when he says, hey, how's little Billy? How did his baseball game go? Do you think he really gives a damn, a bleep? Is it that sincere? If he's asking 150 times three kids well, times no, wives, do you nice, think he really no, cares? but it's a nice touch. It's a nice touch, but it's also BS. Yeah, but I think, you know, most when you say, how you doing? I mean, most of the time people don't necessarily care, but it's still a polite right. thing to do. Uh, when when you see someone, listen, I know him a little bit. I think there's a certain uh, phoniness and smarminess to him that I could do without. Um, and he never says he's wrong. He's been wrong on stuff, or people say he does say he's wrong now. He tweets to how many people? Oh, over ten million. Over ten million people. And when he tweets something that is either wrong or questionable in judgment, when he has walked these things back. He has walked them back in a venue with far less than 9 million people. He's walked it back on the 5 p.m. Sports Center that has 300,000 viewers, not 9 million. Watch. Every time something happens that's bad on his Twitter account, the, the uh, apology, the walk back, the I should have taken more time on that does not come on the thing with 9 million people. Well, if you noticed also when uh, he was told during the profile, during the interview, that there are some people at ESPN who have a problem the way you handled 
some of these cases of sexual abuse, what was his response? Are they willing to go on the record? Right. That's and, what he wanted to know. Well, they need to go on the record then if they have a problem right. with it. So he can out them and know who they are. And one paragraph later, he's talking about his unnamed sources on something else. He's a hypocrite. I mean, that's a dumb thing for a reporter to say. Somebody's talking about him off the record. Somebody's talking about him off the record, and he has an objection to it. And if you look at his tweets, maybe one in 20 actually has a named source on it. Maybe. Paul, I'm going to my first MLS match ever tonight at Geodis Park in Nashville for uh, Nashville SC. Uh, I predict you'll love it. Good good friend of the show, Davey Shepard, kind enough to invite me uh, to sit in his seats tonight with him. Had an extra ticket. So looking forward to it. Really want to see the venue more than anything else. Excited to see that. Should, should I be excited yes, it's about a ter- this venue? Yes, it's a terrific venue. You will love the venue. You will come back with raves about the venue. I understand you have some premium seating also, so I haven't experienced that. I'm very curious to hear about it. But you are walking into a game with some controversy. I am walking into a silent soccer match tonight that is not going to feature the soundtrack of the supporters group for Nashville SC. This is a story that I love because I hate it so much, and I have such a visceral response to this message. How many followers to this account that was sent out? Because is this person I don't want to lose my fact, spot because I have it where I can see their statement okay. right now, so I don't First want to go back to First read the their statement, account. then we'll look at that. This is the uh, the backline, uh, the backline SC on Twitter, so you can find the, their amount of, of followers, Paul. Uh, they are the supporter group for Nashville SC, soccer fans, right? They get together, they bang drums, they have chants, songs, everything else. This is the supporters group for for Nashville SC. The statement reads at the very top. This is so great. I love this so much because I hate this so much. (laughs) We love our club, period. That's how it starts, okay? But this is where it gets really fun. But thick and thin, win, lose, or draw, we back the boys in gold. To be clear, this is not about the players, and it is not about on-field performance. It is also not about parking, tailgates, and signings. The member groups of the Backline Supporters Collective, which, by the way, what a churched-up name, the Backline Supporters Collective, feel that Nashville Soccer Club has consistently given supporters less communication and and consideration than we are due. The club consistently benefits from our passion, and we feel that passion is not returned in equal measure. Despite being the most passionate supporters that provide the soundtrack for the stadium, we are often last to know of any changes opportunities, and events, including those that directly impact our members and the match day experience. Tonight, the member groups of the Backline Supporters Collective have chosen to not provide that soundtrack. We will not be staging drums this is gonna be hard and, for them. and capos. Very hard. We do not take this action lightly and want the boys in gold to know that we support them unequivocally. Again, the last line. We want the boys in gold to know that we support them unequivocally is a false statement because clearly there is some equivocating going on that you want. Here are the demands, okay? This goes on. We have four requests of the club. This is a a a hostage hostage scenario. Meet these four. They even give a date and time that they want these answered, these four demands. You ready? Oh, I've read it. Quarterly meetings with club leadership, including Ian Eyre, who's the general manager, President, general manager, one of those two titles, but he's big dog. These meetings have been part of our discussion since the founding of the back line. 
We have made repeated requests for these meetings since the beginning of the current season with no date set by the club. Two, advanced communication to SG. It says SG, but I'm assuming that's SC. Leadership of event and pricing changes that impact supporters and priority purchasing options for our members. This includes, but is not limited to parking, tailgate, ticket pricing, concessions, and non-soccer events. Three, a fully, you're going to have to help me with this, Paul, or someone will, a fully functioning, functional, functional TIFO rigging system. That would come from you guys. What's a TIFO rigging system? It's a drop that comes from the stadium. Oh, so something that like partitions them up. Okay. All right. Four, a discount system for supporters in the in-stadium supporters bar. So discounts on beer and drinks at the bar in in the stadium. Uh, This is great, too. We asked the club club to respond to these requests by Saturday, July 16th. That's this Saturday, 2022. And, no time, though. And that plans – this is also – they've got typos in their, uh, their, their, hostage, their hostage demand. And that plans to implement the above requests are communicated to the backline board and SG leadership by September 1st, 2022. We love you, Nashville. We do. This is getting universally crushed, these, these list of demands. Here is my advice to Nashville SC. Do not respond. Uh, to them, do not even acknowledge this or their demands because if you do, you are going to look incredibly small time. And weak. Because I cannot imagine an NFL team, and I get that the MLS is not the NFL. I'm not trying to equate the two, but you are the biggest professional soccer league in America. So you have to, there's a balance of acting big time when you do that. This would not be big time to meet these demands. Now, I get that. I'm not an employee of Nashville SC. I have no stake in the team. So they have to weigh that these are people that I'm sure have supported them from day one that do help the environment at Geodis Park. So if they're not doing their cheers and everything else, it takes away from the environment. So there might be something you have to do. But, Paul, this is so unbelievably dumb of this backline group that it makes me happy. You send somebody three levels down from Ian Air um, to have a little meeting with them and try to alleviate some concerns. But it's a very overplayed hand. Um, they do a nice job. Now, I don't know either if this – like, see how many followers they have. Is this – the head of the group. I've, I have given you because I've, it sounds like it's a coalition okay, of groups. I'll, I'll and if it's a coalition too. of groups, is this it's the 2, guy? It's two thousand nine hundred twenty-nine followers. Right, is this guy running all of the all of the people who are doing this? Is he speaking for everyone? I I assume that there's at least some sort of of uh, you know leadership council consensus <laughs> of the group. I mean, I I don't think one guy that runs the account just went rogue and started listing all these demands. Lebowski tweets it, by the way, it says it's not about parking and tailgates until it is. And he's got a side by side where it starts with it is also not about parking, tailgates and signings. And then on the second page, this list includes but is not limited to parking, tailgate pricing (laughs) concessions in their list of demands. Unbelievable. I, I also think, Chad, and I've been at three matches and had a delightful time at all three. But I find it hard to believe that people who are in the habit of banging drums 
clapping rhythmically and cheering uh systematically shall we say chanting systematically at soccer games are going to go to a game and sit on their hands this is what they do at games and when the time comes i find it very hard to believe i'm sitting on my hands right now and i can't see how they're not they're not gonna do n s is it gonna take i mean is it going to you you've been to a match if they, in fact, follow through with this and are silent tonight, is it going to take away from the atmosphere? Yes. Now, you won't notice it because you've not been there before. But you go all the time, Colin. You'll notice it, right? Yeah, he'll notice oh, it. It will affect I, I've the been atmosphere. To, I've been to big soccer matches yeah, but not where in this, constant Not noise. in this stadium. Yeah, but my so, point is like, it would, it would sound different if it's just completely silent. Well, it's not going to be silent because people will generally make noise and react to what's going on in the game. But it'll be a worse atmosphere if they follow through. I, I call BS. I don't think you'll be able to do it. I, I think your nature is to be these people at a soccer game, and I think you're going to go and you're going to sit in your seats, and it's going to be too hard for you not to do it. I, I don't think you have the willpower. I, will, uh, I dare you. I, I will give a full report tomorrow on just how quiet they are and, and, and what happens in this. A Seth on Twitter responds and says, I'm taking my 7-year-old to his first game tonight. Uh, congrats on making him less likely to be a fan of the sport. Way to build the sport, talking to the backline crew. Well, they not have sure to get their the, discounted drinks, I'm, uh, it, I'm not <laughs> I sure I mean, that it's, it's bigger than that. Well, and let's also say... Uh, they have to get their Revco system or whatever it's called. This is not Nashville SC or the MLS doing this to prohibit the sport from growing or the league from growing. This is a group of supporters right. that are doing this. Them it's, playing it's well also is the not number one their, thing. I've never met... I'll say this about you know any fan of uh, not that soccer's a niche sport, but uh, a sport looking to grow, non-mainstream sport looking to grow in America or a region. Nashville Predators when they were in town, you know you have the diehards from day one that are there. I've not met a group of diehards of a team that their principal interest is in growing the sport or gr- even growing the fan base. At times, it's in their pack of fans right they 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 more keep people away that aren't as crazy as they are than bring them in i don't know that their priority is growing the sport i don't know i've ever seen that i've i felt like it was that way with hockey i don't know if it's that way with with soccer generally but yeah i mean you're speaking your own language and outsiders are a different breed if you will I haven't had enough interaction with soccer people at this, and I'm kind of on the fence because I'm a soccer guy, but I'm not an MLS guy. Yeah, it's um, incredibly dumb. Just incredibly dumb. I can't wait to go now. This is really up my excitement level for the match because I'm like you, Paul. I want to see can they sit on their hands and do nothing or not go. To me, that would be the answer. Don't go. Yeah, if that section was empty, that would really well, make a statement. I mean, but that's wanna, that's uh, you want to guarantee silence. not executing your investment. Yeah, but if you want to guarantee silence, just don't go and watch it on. It, I'm sure it's televised somewhere, or on ESPN Plus or somewhere you could watch it. I mean, you don't have to miss the match. You could say that you supported your boys in gold by you know watching on television. Well, it's home. also funny to say you know. We support the boys in gold. We want to make that clear, but we're not doing the thing that we usually do to support the boys in gold. That's kind of like speaking out of both sides of your mouth. Oh, they do that a number of times in this statement, which is, uh, which is really incredible. So Drew Brees 
uh, possibly getting back into broadcasting NFL games, but in a slightly different way, but not one that we haven't seen before. We'll discuss when we come back. This is Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back, Outkick 360, final hour of the show. I'm Chad Withrow alongside Paul Koharski. Jonathan Hutton will be back on Monday. Paul Jeter, we talked about it yesterday, the captain debuts next week on ESPN, the documentary, I think five-part documentary series about Derek Jeter's life and career. Uh, In it, he talks a little A-Rod. Yeah, pieces of it are gradually sliding out. So you might remember um, A-Rod, foolishly um, spoke to, I think it was Esquire magazine article by Scott Rob Rab uh, in 2001 said, and this is when they were teammates said Jeter's been blessed with great talent around him. So he's never had to lead. He doesn't have to, he can just go out, play and have fun and hit second. I mean, you know, hitting second is totally different than hitting third or fourth in a lineup. You never say, don't let Derek beat you. That's never your concern. That's what he said. By the way, isn't it interesting that uh, baseball's changed? Aaron Judge bats second a lot now. Best, All best the player best hitters bat second so now, yeah. That statement wouldn't hold much water. Uh, now you wouldn't be saying it. Jeter, obviously, this it was Esquire, the article was in. Um, and so this chapped Jeter Uh, who in the documentary says, I'm very, very loyal. As a friend, I'm loyal. I just looked at it and said I wouldn't have done it. And then it was the media, the constant hammer to the nail. They just kept hammering it in. It just became noise, which frustrated me, constant noise. And then what happened, if you remember, um, in the documentary, Rodriguez says he apologized after the interview surfaced. And while uh, Jeter was open to moving on, (laughs) A-Rod messed it up again. He went on Dan Patrick and he said, there's not one thing he does better than me. Talking about Jeter. So he could have gotten off the hook if he just shut up. Jeter was willing to to forgive him. But then he compounded it by saying that to Dan Patrick. Um, so Jeter, on the again in, in the documentary, says, when you talk about statistics, mine never compared to Alex's. I'm not blind. I understand that. But we won. You can say whatever you want about me as a player. That's fine. But then it goes back to the trust, the loyalty. This is how the guy feels. He's not a true friend is how I felt because I wouldn't do it to a friend. So it, it, that, that, they never recovered from that. And it was really stupid by Rodriguez coming in to Jeter's turf. He moved to third base, even though he's probably, he definitely was the better defender. But you're coming in to Jeter's thing. Team. This is his, his clubhouse. Yeah, and he'd won. Uh, you know, it was just really stupid by A-Rod, who I, th- I do sense has had a better, you know, he's, he's um, 
he seems to have realized some things about himself. He's having a better second act, if you will. But he was a real jackass there for, uh, for a good stretch. And uh, the one guy you don't cross if you're connected to the Yankees is, is Jeter. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that, uh, yeah, that, that that would have happened, especially with being Jeter's team, like you said. Have you seen that they have a full billboard right on the back of Fenway Park advertising this uh, documentary? The, really? The captain with, yeah. with Jeter's it's face. A good, it's, right I've seen on. it. It's a great uh, trolling job. For sure. Uh, by the way, the uh, Nashville SC supporter group uh, deal continues to pick up steam. Someone tweeted us and said, this is from John, who says, this is a note from a backline member. The statement is only a reflection of a small group of people on the board of the backline. They have a board, a board of directors, and is not representative of the views of its members. So I responded and said, but are you honoring the vow of silence tonight or not? So this could answer your question, Paul. Maybe it's just a few people, and everyone else is going to show up. You know, business as usual. I tweeted uh, the guy who wrote it is uh, engaged in a conversation, and I said, um, "Could you not have had a conversation with them offline?" <laughs> so I'm waiting to see if he, if he responds. I mean, to that. maybe they tried, you know, and then uh, they didn't get a response. I guess would be the answer, but who knows? Um, other sports. He said. He said. There are a lot of logistics. This is, this is a woe is me. Let's go back into it for a second. There yeah, are a lot absolutely. of logistics to pulling off what we do around match days and away days and receiving information in a timely manner as well as delivering on promises helps us provide that environment to our members, fans, and even visitors. The club has taken advantage of that. So I said to that, and you can't have conversations with them offline? <laughs> Alan Bell tweets us and says, uh, asking a woman if she is pregnant without already knowing the answer is likely the riskiest move in the game. A close second is a holdout with no leverage. <laughs> oh, man. Can you this imagine what if, well. what if... Um, NSC, I hope you're not. I don't like know. Chad said, I hope you're not I'd like to know the, the, the raw data of season ticket holders reflected in this group before saying how NSC should, should proceed. Because that's a big part of their their money, obviously, is season ticket holders. So how many are legitimately feeling this way that reflects this statement that's in this group that are paying season ticket holders? But what if they, instead of responding to them at all, they just started a new supporter group and gave them everything they demanded? Yeah, and cut this guy out. <laughs> hey, we'll give this next group $2 off beers, the concession stand, and free parking and all the list of demands, and then just knock them out. You know completely. what this guy should have done, and I'm sure there's a way to do it online easily. Is is he should have typed this out that it looked like an actual hostage letter, like where you clip the letters out of magazine articles or ads. I'm sure there's a web page where you could find to do that, and then posted that. It would have been funny. It would have been great. Yeah, going to Vogue magazine right. and different things and Clipping having it all together all the, 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 the demands. Um, Drew Brees had demands. At NBC, uh, he wanted to do more games. I don't think he necessarily liked doing the studio show in, in New York every week for Sunday Night Football. But he sucked at games. He was doing uh, Notre Dame games. And I, it's weird. That just shows the level of visibility you know, for an NFL playoff game as opposed to just a Notre Dame game on a yeah. Saturday. I didn't hear many complaints about him. I didn't watch a lot of Notre Dame games on NBC. Or I Peacock, didn't watch any, but he sucked on the playoff. But uh, he was not, yeah, he wasn't good in the playoff game. But um, I, di I didn't hear the same level of complaints when he was calling Notre Dame games. Either way, Jason Garrett is now in to call Notre Dame games with Mike Tirico. 
And Michael McCarthy, Drew Brees out at NBC, Michael McCarthy reporting that Drew Brees is in discussions with Amazon Prime to do a quarterbacks-only megacast of their Thursday night football game this season. So this is Amazon Prime who already has made a bunch of hires and talked to a lot of people that will have pregame, postgame coverage that, I mean, could go all day if they wanted to on Thursday with the amount of things they could do on a streaming service, right, and different shows leading up to the game, and then have postgame coverage as well, but now a secondary broadcast. Mistake. With Drew Brees. Look, there's already a quarterbacks-only mega cast. It's called the Manning cast, and it's really good. So what Amazon Prime needs to do is find the next iteration of a mega cast. I've got some suggestions. My first one would be an analytics mega cast. I want analytics people sitting and telling me about if this is a favorable run-pass situation. What are the odds here on fourth down, and what should they be doing? Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I would take a whole game of that with numbers on the, on the board. What did you watch where you saw changing numbers throughout the game? Baseball cat. Yeah. A baseball game where you saw different stuff, an Apple game. It's, a, it's Apple TV. They do a percentage to get on base throughout, after each pitch. They have it at the bottom. You know, percentage for, to get the RBI with a runner on second. That'll go up or down based on the count. And based on the situation throughout the game, and it's always running. I am far more interested in them going and creating something new and innovative and pushing it and try three different things and see which one works and go back to that and and hit me with different kind of stuff, different camera, announcerless game, whatever. But try different stuff. Don't do immediately. That was the first year of Manning cast. And now you're just going to do a Breeze cast? Guess what? He's not as good no. as Peyton or Eli. He's, not, he's not close to that, as he's good. He's not going to have that level of chemistry yeah. that two brothers have on a, on a, on a broadcast like that. And you're also, copycatting. It, it's a quarterback broadcast. It's the special idea of a QB's only broadcast with Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees could be good in that format. But it's already being done. Yeah, let him be a guest on the Manning cast. Yes, or, you know, if it's Drew Brees paired with someone, it doesn't have to be the concept of the quarterbacks only thing, I guess, is just way more analytical and all from the quarterback's eyes and perspective talking about a game. But you get so much of that with Peyton and Eli over the course of the game when it's just them watching the Here's game. Here's a better and idea. And they're bringing guests in do also. A, do a lineman-only one where you have an offensive and a defensive lineman. Do a linebacker tight end-only one. I would like Do a lineman. cornerback receiver-only one. Do variation. Do be different. Be different. Here's the other thing, too. I think we're re- reaching the point of quarterback analysis saturation. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because we only hear – we the. Football coverage is everywhere, and we analyze it and overanalyze it and analyze it some more. And we're normally looking at the game through the perspective of a quarterback. And I'm saying even for those of us who watch and are just fans of the game, you're watching through the eyes of what the quarterback is looking at, and you're watching the ball. How much further can Real we go? Real football people you know, aren't watching the ball. They're watching the line to see if it's run or pass, and they know right away. Watching the safeties they're to watching tell you the coverage things. hints. Yes, so who aren't even on screen? I, I love that concept, Paul, of what you just mentioned of an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, giving little hints as, "Hey, the right guard is getting abused right now on this on this play, let's see right? if they bring on this help. move. Let's see if they try this move to counter what they're doing, or they're getting a great push on the left side. 
but they've ran it three straight times to the right side. I wonder if they'll adjust based on the level of domination of the left side. Things like that that linemen, former linemen, could pick up right away that maybe you know the average fan watching a game would not pick up on. I'd be fascinated to see that because, again, I think we're oversaturated with quarterback analysis and, and people talking about the quarterback. You know, Dan Dockage told that great story about uh, Bobby Knight early on when he was there, turned to the bench after someone made a, a shot Asking. or made a three and said, who made that? Yeah. And he's thinking, this guy's an idiot. And he said, then I learned he's never watching the ball. He's watching all the action away from the ball, so he doesn't know what happens with the ball at times. Um, no, I, I'm with you. I'd, I'd love that kind, of, that kind of broadcast. And outside of that, you know, just – the secondary broadcast of former players talking about it, some creativity on what else they could do because, again, with Amazon or Apple TV or whoever gets in this game, the possibilities are endless. They don't have a set number of channels. You know, at ESPN, you can only do so much with your other broadcast channels that you have. Now you can National do a lot championship with game, what They do three different versions right. of it. But I, I mean, or you four, can, two home versions. You are creating the main version, the coach's version. At Amazon Prime, you are creating your own NFL network, essentially. So you have to look at it in terms of we could do a full day's lineup of shows and coverage leading up. We could take over Thursday and try to pull people to Amazon Prime to watch our coverage of live shows, or then go back and watch the recorded version of the show as you get ready for kickoff. So the possibilities are endless. So you have the, the, the freedom and the resources and the, the, the rope to take some chances. So why not take chances? Yeah. On if, something it fails, if it fails, that's fine. Go to the next thing. On something new. Uh, Paul, you sent this over earlier today, but a really cool story and a tweet from 2013 from golfer Max Homa, who tweeted about winning the Pac-12 and the NCAAs and qualifying for the U.S. Open. And he was asking to play a practice round with Tiger Woods. Now he's in a group with Tiger Woods. And here's the tweet from Max Homa, if you're watching the show. Tweeted it, at Tiger Woods. Just won Pac-12s, NCAA championship, and qualified for the U.S. Open. Any chance I can get a practice round with you? Hashtag hero. Yeah, really, really cool. So he plays two rounds now with him, right? In the in the group of three. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Very cool that that uh, that comes true. I never heard of him. Have you? I uh, I was looking at it earlier. I, I have not. Uh, no, I, I have heard of him, but yeah, I don't I don't know much about him. Tiger Woods. I wanted to see the odds. They were up there because uh, I thought about placing just a, bet. A, a reach bet on him, but I did not. I it's, think it's a reach Brett bet about making the weekend. Colin, I think you sent it to That's me. That's probably a very uh, popular bet uh, for him to make the Phil weekend. Phil Mickelson is plus 25,000. I can tell you that at the British Open this weekend. But Tiger's up there as well. You think he makes the cut? Yes. I think he makes the cut, and I think he slowly disintegrates over the weekend. I think that it kind of comes apart on Saturday and Sunday, but I think he gives – I think he has enough where he makes the cut and into the weekend, and he's very good on this course. He's won the Open Championship there twice already at St. Andrews. So. I think he quickly disintegrates. disintegrates uh, you think he's not making the cut? From the start. I just think, I mean, from what you saw of his physical condition and that he was riding a cart 10 days ago to save himself for this doesn't sound very promising to me. We're going to come back. We'll talk about what to watch tonight and uh, wrap things up here on the Wednesday edition of OutKick 360.
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Look, I was looking forward to going to Geodas Park for the first time tonight to but take now. in my first ever MLS match, but now Hornets I am nest. fired up Walking and ready into to go. the Hornets nest. You should take a drum. I <laughs> Does Evie have a drum? Uh, somewhere. I think we have some sort of toy drum. Guys, can we round up a drum? Oh, man. This staff is, is on it. Our crack staff. Um, well, so I'm, I'm going to the game, thanks to Davey Shepard, no good friends time. of the show, uh, who is the host of Speedway Soccer. He's never podcast. invited me to a game. He's a great dude. A good, good podcast. He's given me some info. So 23,000 season ticket holders at Geodas Park. He believes that backline, the supporters group, is likely 2,500 or less of those. But that is a significant number. Hey, there's some tone if it's If it's 2,500 season ticket holders that we're talking about, clearly not all together. united because John, uh, that is at NSC supporter, on Twitter has tweeted the show and says uh, he first off he's not going to take the uh, the vow, vow of silence, silence tonight. Said it's actually nor celibacy. Now he he also clarifies that. And again, if you, if you're just now catching this and you're thinking, what in the hell are these guys talking about? What we're talking about is the backline is a supporter group for Nashville Soccer Club, Nashville SC. They have submitted. I can't even get through this without <laughs> chuckling. They have submitted a list of demands <laughs> to Nashville SC's management about this. Is, the story is so absurd. It's great. About uh, Ian Air is safe as far as we know. They want a quarterly. He's not been taken hostage. They want a quarterly meeting with Ian Air uh, where the, they, they learn about the club that's exclusive to them. They want beer discounts, concession discounts, you know, parking situation. Early information updates. on logistics. Yes, early info on uh, other non-NSC events at Geodis Park, all these things. They, they've listed all their demands. You can read it because they've, uh, uh, you know, officially sent it out. But, I mean, 2,500 is, is a significant number if it is that. And they're, they set a tone in the building. They, they... Yeah, you said it's, it's, it, they're the soundtrack, as they said. Uh, Davey also just now says, hearing they've already caved. <laughs> The team or, or the supporters group? Uh, that's a great question. I'm assuming the supporters group. Uh, I'm assuming as well, but we need to be sure here. Mind our P's oh, and Q's. Oh, man. This is how reporting happens in real time right here. I'm Adam Schefter yeah. right now tweeting yeah. a source. Uh, I'm putting the During team or broadcast. supporters group question mark right now on who's, uh, who's caved. Uh, unbelievable. You're going to be right in the middle of this. I mean, this is, makes me want to go tonight. This is great. But uh, – I, what if oh, I no, showed I up you, with sorry. like a big marching band drum? Getting back to John, uh, getting back to John FC, I asked him if he was going to honor the vow of silence, and he says no. It's actually not a vow of silence. It's no drums and no capos, which is absurd. <laughs> he said so. Capos. We had to ask this question, and Colin in here answered us. Capos are like the band leaders. They're the, the they I guess direct the, the chants. The, and the what I would call at like Texas A&M the yell leader. Yeah. You know, they're the ones who direct everything. But these are special because they turn their back on a lot of the game. My wife asked, are these people paid when we were, <laughs> we were oh, watching? Oh, yeah, to not the watch the, like a, like a cheerleader yeah. dance team. Yeah. You know, they're, they're watching the crowd and not the game. Okay. Gracie knows Cheer. about that. And Gracie, 
Gracie uh, does yes. not get paid, but she gets you know paid See. in scholarship money. I'm sure. Because this. Yeah, that would be. Imagine spending money on a season ticket and then sacrificing yourself to be the capo that I, faces I the crowd. I think you look over your shoulder a lot. Paul, I cannot wait you know, to come uh, back tomorrow and uh, and give you an update. Soccer Moses out there. We need comment from him. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's amazing the amount of people. First off, and someone else pointed this out, at last check, it was like 105 retweets and 109 quote tweets, which when the quote tweets are outnumbering, ratio. that's not good. That's not good because it's usually people pointing out You know who's having bad. a field day with this? Local news crews are out there interviewing people like crazy. If, the, if somebody's out there with a the drum right now, they're on every station in Should Nashville. Should I get dressed up news. and put a scarf on I'm and bring a drum? You, scarf it up. It's, a, it's, it's just, a mild night. It just says backline NSC supporter with no name. Chad Winthrow. You and should I, give it Winthrow. I'm going to look right at the camera of the local news. Like, Until our demands are met. We will not drum anything. You will sit in silence and you will not enjoy the game. See this drum right here? Everything. See this drum? It will not be struck tonight by this mallet. What's a drumstick? Yes. By this drumstick. The only drumstick that I will use tonight is the one on my chicken wing. I cannot wait to give the full up. And you should when they ask for your tonight. name, you should say Thomas Winthrow. Now also like with I'm, an N. I'm with gonna, an N. I'm gonna be in the high roller section, so maybe I won't be able to hear that well either way. Oh, I come in tomorrow like where windows. were you? Oh, I was inside the whole time. Couldn't I couldn't hear, hear a damn thing. thing. Don't know yeah. if they drummed. Uh, that would be a real letdown. Caviar you need a correspondent from the from the crowd. Oh absolutely. Um Paul, I think you're gonna celebrate this news. This happened uh, uh earlier this week, but we've yet to talk about it. Baker Mayfield's run with Progressive has officially ended yes, thank, after the trade from thank, the Browns. Thank you, Jesus. Does, does this excite you? Yes. Uh, any now, commercial how mad are that you going to be on, when they get someone that's a worse actor than Baker Mayfield well, look, that's a quarterback? At least the Progressive commercials progressed, and there were multiple iterations of the Progressive commercial. I respect them for that, but still it was on far, far, far too much. And so I am for the end. I, I think there should be federal laws with shelf lives for commercials. I think there should only be allowed to run so many times. Uh, the EMU for another. Uh, I, I think insurance should be like cycled out. You can advertise insurance for a month then another month. You can't advertise insurance at all. Uh, I think there should be all kind of way more regulations. On, I, I just on don't under like I, I don't understand if you're a company spending that much money in advertising, which is a lot to advertise all over the NFL season on networks, why would you run the same ad over and over again? If you're going to invest that much, why would you not invest in four or five commercials as a cycle of commercials or building up to something? Yeah, and if you annoy me, I'm less likely to use your product, not more likely. Uh, Isn't that a fundamental human thing? I would think. I'm not going to call to see your price if you've annoyed the hell out of me. That's my policy. That's a, that's a fair policy. Yeah. Some may not like it, but I'd, I'd say it's fair. I, I don't know. I'm no advertising expert, but I hate annoying advertising. What's on the docket for tonight, Paul? I'll be, I'll be at the Nashville SC game. I, um, I imagine I'll watch a little Yankees baseball. Uh, I'm going to eat a nice dinner. and um, Get the update I, from Simon on his camp. Yes, yes. And I think um, you know, I might offer him an evening swim if he and I wanted to go. But usually he turns that down. If, that if he sounded very have a British friend. of you. I'm not offering him an evening swim. Well, he had a sleepover last night with his two guys that he's going to camp with, and I was going to take them swimming, but it was kind of stormy. There was a lot of thunder and lightning, so that got called off. This so is I, a, na- a trip to the neighborhood pool? Yeah, I feel like he, he got shafted on that. And 
we're due to start a new show, my wife and I. I'm thinking The Lincoln Lawyer, uh, I've been told, is a good show. I'm presuming it's a takeoff on the film. Yes, and uh, another thing that's a takeoff of a book series and a movie that I've heard great things about is Reacher on Amazon Prime. That was a Tom Cruise couple of movies that were pretty not spectacular, but this is much more in line with the book series about the character of Reacher. Did and you people, read the book? People love it. I've not read the books. I'm not so a nonfiction guy. How can I take guy. your risk? How can I take your recommendation? Not a, not a, not a nonfiction guy. Paul. Not a fiction you should, guy. You should know this. Uh, sorry, yes, you I'm a nonfiction, a nonfiction guy. guy. Yeah, not a. I'm not counting a on you guy. to know the difference between fiction and nonfiction. It's, here, been, a, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. Let's just say, Reacher. That. I'll put it on the list. It's going to get longer because I'm about to sit through a soccer match with no drums or capos, <laughs> which who rough. knows if I'll make it through or not. I think the I don't, I don't know how Geodis Park will survive without the backline supporters drumming away. Reacher. So I will have a full report on that tomorrow. We hope everyone has a great night out there. Thank you for listening or watching. Read what is behind me and obey. Don't block the box, but do lock your locks.